Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of our podcast, Night and Moon. I am Tanner Knight, and joined as always by the lovely and talented Gabby Luna. Hello. So today's episode is going to be a continuation of our question and answer series. We've already had two full episodes where we've asked each other 50 total questions that we did not have pre-planned or anything, and that's kind of the spirit of this is spontaneity. So we're going to continue and get another chunk of 25 questions asked and answered. Yeah, this time we're going to do questions 76 through 100, and again, this is from funlovingfamilies.com, and it's a family blog. I'll link their blog down below so you can check it out. All right, so let's just dive in. 25 questions doesn't seem like a lot, but it gets pretty. We have discovered long. that it can go long. So we'll we'll just dive right in. Yes. Why don't you go ahead and ask the first All one? All right. What's one exercise you would never want to do again? This one this is a tough one to answer because I don't have real vivid recollections of a specific exercise that sucked. <laughs> but I can say that there are bike rides or endeavors where I bit off more than I can chew and I can say that I don't like doing that where you get into some sort of ride we'll just use for a bike ride for an example Mm -hmm. and it turns out being a thousand more vertical feet than you expected or at a much steeper grade than you expected and you're just dead by the end of it Um, I can remember one specifically a couple years ago where you start at the bottom of Solitude Resort at uh, Big Cottonwood Canyon and this is in Salt Lake City, and you basically ride the dirt road up to the top to ride down this really steep and rowdy trail, but the the road up is just steep and miserable, and I remember saying, I don't know if I'm ever going to do this again. I've heard you say that too, and about that particular trail. Oh, it was, it was pure misery. Yeah. So... But do you guys take the shuttle up there now? Is that how you get up? That particular one does not have a shuttle option as far as I know. You got to just push your ass to the top. You got to really earn it if you want to do it. <laughs> exactly. Is and it's it, not even that fun on the way down. Is, I was just going to ask, is it really that amazing on the way down to no. like have to earn it? <laughs> no, the downhill, it's called Honeycomb Canyon. Uh-huh. And pretty. most people have never ridden it because it's so, it's just bouldery and steep and unforgiving so yeah it's it's an adventure ride but we'll see if i do it again i'm sure there's a bunch of youngins listening saying oh come on (laughs) probably yeah but remember we are not youngins we are (laughs) uh what elder millennials (laughs) elder millennials well how about you what's an exercise you wish you would never have to do it again I feel that that could be almost any exercise, any competitive exercise, anything with a ball. For sure, like I would not do baseball ever or softball because those balls are not soft at all. I'm totally exposing myself on how much I don't like sports, but I definitely do not like them. I don't like the pressure of having to perform and like people yelling at you. I don't like, yeah, a coach yelling at you. Like it's just so aggressive for such a... Yeah, definitely. Clearly, I have issues when it comes to uh, sport. I don't know why I think that I've been on some sort of thing that was height-oriented, and I'm like, I don't think I would do that ever again. Like a death march type situation where you were with a group that was just going for speed. Yeah, I don't know where. Like, I feel like there is in the back of my head an experience where I was like, I don't like this, but I think it might be just anything that puts me in a situation where I'm being pushed to perform above my own ability, then I would say I wouldn't do that exercise again. 
I would do almost any activity if it's calm and <laughs> relaxed. <laughs> All right. I don't enough. even know. <laughs> All right. Number 77. If you could be gifted with incredible knowledge in one subject, you'd become a super genius in the field of blank. Yoga. It would just be yoga because that's yeah. what I want to learn. Should I guess yours? <laughs> Go for it. Music. No. No? <laughs> what? No, I would be, uh, I would think that I would probably be a super genius of some sort of financial system like the stock market or Bitcoin or something stupid <laughs> like that, where if I had the knowledge and the wherewithal that I could actually manipulate those to my advantage. But at this point, I feel very reactive to those sorts of things. So yeah. I don't, I don't feel confident enough to go aggressively invest in something. So I usually take the more state approach. You know, people make money just knowing the financial markets. There are people who do that. And yeah. You have to have a love for it, I think. And I just don't. But I would love to have that knowledge and be able to wield it. What style of art do you like best? This is the dumbest question on earth because <laughs> the field of art is so broad uh -huh. that you can't just choose what was it one one style of well, art it, that's like music or dance or or is it impressionism or... expressionism yeah i guess you can just do whatever you want whichever one uh, the question is a little too broad well so. you know what uh you just answer whatever came to mind when you hear the word art what's the first thing that comes to mind <laughs> okay i do like expressionist art i think my mind went there too um, what was Monet? Was it was he impressionist? Impression. I would say that would be my favorite because I really love Monet's art. So, but I also thought of dance because I really love to watch people dance. And that's a perfectly valid art. It's like yeah, <laughs> a totally different discipline, but it is art. Music is art. Um, street graffiti is art. Yeah, music too. I mean, I, we we both enjoy music so much. I mean, it's like. If I had to pick one, I would pick music. <laughs> yeah, if you're just going to go with broad categories of art, I got to go music too. Yeah. So there you go. Number 79. If you could visit any historical site or landmark in the world, where would you choose? You already told me this once. I did. You said that you would like to go back to when the eagle and the snake were imaged oh, yeah. or seen on the cactus in Mexico. I think that that is... Not a landmark, though. Oh, okay. How I think that's that a moment. A Wasn't it like more well, of a historical? Well, it had to happen somewhere. In a specific happened. place. I wonder if there is a specific place for that for Mexico. I'm sure that there's some sort of memorial, memorial. that says it happened here. Whether it did or not is debatable, but, you know, things like that get memorialized. Yeah. I, I would also like to go to, I, I guess I haven't done my research because I'm not 100% sure when I'll be when we will be ready to go to India, mm -hmm. but there are huge, huge Buddha statues in the middle of the forest that I would love to see just once. Maybe we can see them together, and that would be something cool. Yeah, that would be cool. There are all kinds of antiquities like that in the world that I would love to check out. Even just in Mexico, across yeah. the border, you, you have all kinds of things lurking in the desert, or sorry, in the in the jungle. Yeah. Probably the desert too, but it's hard to narrow down, again, hard to narrow down to one. I'll go to India with you. I'll say that Yay. <laughs> one of my landmarks is over there. We don't know which one. <laughs> we don't know which one yet. But Okay, it's my turn, right? Yes. Number 80. If you could become a curator of any museum, which museum would it be? I think 
if this exists. I don't even know if it does exist, but there's a guitar museum. There's I know that there's one in in Nashville that Joe Bonamassa, who's like a blues player, it's called Nerdville. Uh, he has a museum in Nashville, and I think there's one in California as well where he lives there. And it's basically his guitars that he's picked up through the years, whether he's played them or not, and some other specific ones. I believe there's many. Many Nerdvilles? No, many guitar museums. Oh, many guitar museums. There's National Guitar Museum in New York. Did you know <laughs> in that? In New York City? Yeah. I did not know that. Oh, I don't know if it's in New York City. They're just telling me the state. Oh. Bullock, Texas State History Museum in Austin. Next mm. time we visit my mom, we're going there. Okay. We'll go. <laughs> Alex, you're taking us. <laughs> Country Music Hall of Fame and yeah. Museum in Nashville. Is that the one you were saying? No, that's a, another one in Nashville. Nashville has a ton of them, but Joe Bonamassa has his own personal collection. It's called Nerdville. It would show up there. It's not because I just Googled Guitar Museum, so it didn't <laughs> well, specifically just pull yeah. up his because I guess there's so many. There's two or six. There's six in total that came up that are the top ones. Mm. Um, the next two or the next three is Songboards. Oh, Songbirds, yeah. That's... In Chattanooga? Yeah, and also Tennessee. Okay, and then American Guitar Museum in the North New Hyde Park. Hmm. I don't even know where that is. That's and then book. National Music Museum and in... Vermilion. Vermilion. <laughs> hmm, not sure where that is. Uh, Trogley keeps talking uh -huh. about... He's a YouTuber that I watch who's basically a guitar expert, or Gibson guitar specifically. Mm -hmm. He keeps teasing the fact that he's going to eventually have a museum with all of these really rare gibsons that he's acquired over the years i'd go to that museum honestly <laughs> i would go to any of these that would that sounds really fun to go just museum hunting when it comes for guitars yeah i we think it'd be do, cool we should do a little road trip all right for me it would be some sort of botanical hmm. Because I remember going to the Washington one, and I thought it was one of the coolest museums. Um, it just had so many plants in it. Washington State or Washington D.C.? Yeah. It was the National Botanical Garden or mm. something like okay, that. Okay, yeah. That's mm -hmm. a really it's big beautiful. deal one. It's beautiful. <laughs> that's cool. They should go there, too. Yeah. I used to live in D.C. Well, I visited that one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. 81. What is one thing you didn't think you'd like, but... You ended up liking a meatball sub. <laughs> Sorry, baby. <laughs> you didn't think you'd like the meatball sub. So there's eras in my life, and you know them. There's the pre-vegetarian, and then all my twenties and mid thirties, I was vegetarian, and all throughout those, I really disliked throughout all of that. My childhood, all up to becoming and being vegetarian, I did not like ground beef. I just I started loving ground beef and viewing it as a health food as I, I began to eat meat again. And that's due to health reasons. Please don't hate on me. They're really <laughs> I know that, that the vegetarian and vegan community can be quite um, vitriolic, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> but it was for health reasons that I wish not to elaborate. But I since I loved ground beef so much after being vegetarian and you were such a big fan of a meatball sub, I was mm -hmm. like, OK. I guess I'll try it. And I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Surprise, a, surprise. Yeah, it was really a cool surprise because I did not expect it to be that good. Well, if you're ever in Salt Lake City and you want an excellent meatball sub, go to Caputo's Deli. There's a couple different locations, but you cannot go wrong. Excellent meatball sub. I'm not being paid by Caputo's. <laughs> I no. just love their subs. In fact, I pay them way too much to eat their food. I've since tried to replicate it and I kind of have my own spin on it. But I don't know if it comes close to the Caputo's. Oh, it's pretty close. It's delicious. 
do we we bought their yeah, meatballs right we've too we've gone so far as to just buy their frozen meatballs but we made some too that yeah, really yeah. it was still very very delicious so meatballs what about you i would <laughs> say you know the the obvious choice is a food oh and i have a lot of food options but there are other things that you could have tried doing that you didn't think you'd like but i think i'm going to stick with the food let's let's keep it simple i think brussels sprouts <gasps> were one that I always had a really shitty attitude about. I honestly don't remember my mom cooking them ever, so I don't have her to blame for it. But at some point, I encountered Brussels sprouts that were boiled or steamed or some garbage that just didn't imbue any flavor into it. And it's it's such a glorious vegetable once once it's roasted, mixed with garlic and maybe some onion and olive oil and butter and that's all it needs, a little salt and pepper and call it good. If you combine those elements, you have one of my favorite vegetables on earth at this point. Yes. And uh, it, it took me, I guess, understanding that it could be prepared in a different way to really like them. It's so, I love Brussels sprouts, so I'm glad that they're one of your favorites. I think yeah. when we met and we like told each other what our favorite vegetable, we were both excited to find out we both loved Brussels sprouts that much. Yeah. I think yours are green beans, though, right? Still, it goes it goes back and forth. I think if I grow the green beans myself, mm. then yes, those are better. We will. We yeah. will grow some. We'll grow some this year. What's one thing you thought you'd love but ended up hating it? So the opposite question. That's a good one. Let's see. I'm gonna have to go with a non-food item for this and say a band. There's a band that a lot of people really love. I've tried really, really hard to understand why, and it's Arcade Fire. I thought that I would love Arcade Fire based on the hype that I've heard and kind of their status as like indie darlings of the early mid-2000s. And I've tried listening to their music, and I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I hate Arcade Fire. I'm sorry. I've never heard of them. I don't know. They're kind of niche indie yeah. music, but I cannot stand their music. Sorry, Arcade Fire. Sorry, Arcade Fire. I remember, I think it was the year we met. Um, I dragged you to a cacao ceremony. And I think I've mentioned this before in the podcast. I'm not 100% sure, but I seriously thought I was going to love that cacao ceremony. Yeah. And I hated it. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So disappointing. <laughs> that was such one. such high expectations. That definitely stands out. You were, you were definitely expecting the best. And yeah. I was expecting a life-changing experience, to be honest. And that's the problem. We both had really high expectations on both the things we dislike. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a lesson to be learned, I guess. <laughs> a lesson to be learned. Okay, so we'll move on to number 83. You get to choose anyone to be your next door neighbors. Who do you choose? I mean, I kind of like our next door neighbors. <laughs> our next door neighbors are pretty awesome, yeah, actually, right now. Like, I wouldn't really. If it's one, I think it would be. I don't know. Just choose Hosier. <laughs> uh, no. Oh, because then he'd be here over <laughs> with you playing all the time. Yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. No, but still, though, that's a youngin. He's going to have a lot of people here. <laughs> Sorry, Hosier. No. <laughs> um, then, well, I'll give you my criteria for a good neighbor. Maybe we don't answer this okay, question yeah. fully, but I'll give you my criteria for a good neighbor. For me, if you're living next to me, I basically don't want to know that you exist. <laughs> and it's not that I don't like interacting with other people. And I will definitely interact with my neighbors happily. Uh -huh. But if I have to interact with them every single time I go outside, it gets a little 
hard to to go outside. And I had a situation in my very first house. I had these neighbors that were part of this family on either side of my house. There was the the son and his wife on the left. There was a mother and her family on the right. And they were just bickering constantly. It was not a very happy family. And we were stuck right in between. And it was just like the the son would walk by. Hey, what you up to? Hey, what Uh. you doing? Hey, oh, you're doing that wrong. <laughs> oh, no. yeah, you're doing that wrong. He How was, old was he? He was probably 10 years older than me. So, oh, God. you know, no, he made it was indeterminate. He lived a very hard life, so he could have been anywhere between 40 and 55. For all I know. That's terrible. But it was a very bad situation neighbor wise. And ever since I've had very good luck with neighbors and these neighbors are really great. Yeah, and I love our neighbors. I don't want to change them, so I don't want to tempt fate by saying anyone else. Even when we first moved in, our, our very front door neighbor was um, a little crazy. She asked me to take her to the hospital. <laughs> immediately. Immediately or something, <laughs> and I was not comfortable with her. She looked like she was really high, and but then they moved out, so yeah, yeah it was great. I guess it kind of already feels this way because we do live really close, but... I mean, if Nate did decide to buy the house here, it wouldn't bug me, I think. Yeah, so basically yeah. the alternative to our current neighbors would just be friends. Well, yeah, friends. Whatever one of your friends or, you know, our friends that would love to we'll purchase make, a house around us. We'll make it the party block. I know it would be fun. It'd be just like, okay, whose house next? Yeah, oh. I don't know if we can do this one. If you could choose a single pet, <laughs> alive or dead, to be immortal, which would you choose that's impossible i'm gonna have to say the three that we have now yeah the three that we have now would be great to have be immortal it would be so freaking cool to know that they're immortal yeah. like oh that would be the best yeah all three that's my answer me too well that one was easy yeah all right number 85 what's one seemingly normal thing that really grosses you out mayo <laughs> oh poor I mayo mayo it's so gross and she's not lying, folks. No, I'm not she lying, not people. Lying. <laughs> she has a strong distaste for one of the most delicious substances on earth. I don't like the word distaste. I'm going <laughs> to say dislike. Don't put taste and mayo together when you describe me. <laughs> Even that alone. Even that alone. Gross. It, no. Okay. I accept your answer. How about you? One normal thing that I find very gross. This will be a very unpopular answer, but it's beer. Oh, okay. No, yeah, that's definitely... Any alcohol, really. Yeah, any alcohol for me, but beer especially is as gross as it gets. Do you remember or recall having an aversion to beer since the like the first time you remember smelling it? Absolutely, yeah. My dad had a Genesee cream ale in his hand pretty much 24-7 of my youth growing up. So my brother and I had ample opportunities to see what this beverage was all about and he developed a taste for it, and mm-hmm. I hated it from sip number one. And I've always heard, oh, you just have to drink enough of it to forget that you don't like the taste of it. And I've never had the patience or the wherewithal, whatever you want to call it, to actually develop a taste for beer. And I think it's gross. I'm stuck on the name of the ale that your dad liked. What made it <laughs> cream L? What made it creamy? I'm sorry. Like, does it have milk in it or the what? Genesee River is pure milk. <laughs> no, I, I don't know exactly how they imbue a creamy flavor into it. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, th- again, this is out of my knowledge yeah. base, but 
It was the Genesee Cream Ale. If you want to try it, folks. I think it still may exist in one way, shape, or form. That's to me, my childhood is Genesee Cream Ale, bluegrass music. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's like a, a green can. It was, yeah. I don't know if it is. Is it still? Yeah, it's still a thing. There you go. It's a true American original. That's what it's called. <laughs> it's a slogan. There is a river in New York called the Genesee River, which is after which it's named. But that river is entirely polluted because it's near like Rochester and Buffalo and uh-huh. Lake Erie and all of those severely polluted places. Fun. It has a very Irish vibe to it. Yeah, I'll bet it's probably Irish immigrants that started it. Mm-hmm. What is something you think is seriously underrated? Frank Zappa, period. (laughs) Mic drop. (laughs) Yeah, I think that Frank Zappa is severely underrated. And people who have any kind of understanding of who Frank Zappa is probably associate him with his comedy rock of the 70s, which he's widely known for. But beyond that, he was also a composer and very sophisticated musician who was only interested in playing his music the way he wanted it. And he's been quoted to saying, I've never wanted lyrics in my music. The public wants lyrics in their music. So I just created lyrics that I wanted, or that's a rough paraphrase, but yeah, that's the basic sentiment that he's not into creating pop tunes for the kids to dance to. The lyrics in his music range from highly sexually explicit scenes Uh to talking about vegetables and how they're good for you and (laughs) and saint alfonso's pancake breakfast and all of this other bizarre stuff you might not associate with rock and roll music but it's very important to me for some reason and i think that people have a very skewed vision of what frank zappa is just based on lack of understanding that's true and exposure when i first heard him i I was like, oh my God, this is a lot. A lot of instruments going everywhere and the lyrics are terrible. He's just like <laughs> foul. I'm like, Ugh. but then again, like the more you listen to it, the more it makes sense. It's like, if you listen to it a few times, it kind of like falls into place and then you can start listening to different things. So I've, I've only listened to Sapa as a second, like because you play yes. it, like secondhand listening, kind of like secondhand smoke. <laughs> I get secondhand Sapa. Yes. Lucky you. <laughs> yes. I love it. I would say this podcast is severely underrated. Yes. And also. here's why. Okay. There's lots of lack of love in the world. And I think people should communicate better. And I feel like we try our best to communicate and we're trying just to share our love and Share the podcast to your loved ones. (laughs) Thank you. And maybe just share a little honesty. I think that we all try to be honest in our day-to-day lives, but we sometimes fail to be honest with ourselves about what our true motivations are. Yeah. And this is our attempt to try to force ourselves to be honest with one another and with ourselves, and hopefully that'll rub off on someone. Yes. Number 87, we have the opposite. What is something you think is vastly overrated michael jackson he was a pedophile i'm sorry and that's all i'm gonna say you didn't have to think a second about that (laughs) yes for me it would be michael jackson Uh, the business with the kids i'm not sure i like it so i'm gonna go ahead and say michael jackson all righty pulling no punches there nope okay overrated for me i'm gonna say the nfl yeah i think the nfl is highly overrated as 
a source of entertainment and I would not be sad one bit if it disappeared altogether. And this yeah. is not my long-term belief. I used to be a pretty big fan of the game of football and I followed it pretty closely and it was, you know, one of those time suck kinds of things where you could just turn your brain off and feel that it's become far too empty and the marketing that happens in the game and maybe this is just all sports but at every second of the proposition you're just being sold something eat kfc buy mcdonald's you need a lexus buy this diamond ring for your wife you dumb bastard (laughs) and it just like just wears on me so much and as a result the whole it just puts the whole thing in the garbage bin for me It's true, though. It has turned into that. Like, the man has to buy so many expensive things and the woman has to look a very specific way. And that's, like, specifically what we're trying not to be. So, yeah. And I wish that some other folks out there would just wake up to that alone and maybe judge the NFL and other sports situations on how much they're being sold things and and look at it that way instead of, Oh, this is good quality American entertainment, which, you know, it may be, but at what cost? You're you're basically forfeiting your ability for free will because all of these messages are bombarding you to the point where you don't have enough time to process them, and all of a sudden, you want to go out and buy a new Ford Ranger, and you don't know why. Take a look at it, folks. Judge for yourselves, but that's my take on it. Yeah, definitely open your eyes to what's best for you and what the true motivations behind whatever media you're consuming is. And of course, we'll never understand that fully. Yeah. But it helps to just keep your eyes a little more open than you might otherwise. That's true. It's funny that we both pick such huge fandoms to dislike. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, next one, 88. If you could have any job in the world and money was no concern, what would you choose? This podcast. Yeah, I mean, like, I would not want to really have a job. So, yeah, just this podcast, which I basically have that already. Yeah, and I'm working towards it. This to be our our full-time gig, and we want this to be our platform to share our experiences with you. And the more time that we can devote to it, the better it can be. And that's all that we're trying to do. Yeah. I guess it's me now, huh? Uh -huh. Number 90, what cartoon character would you proudly wear on your underwear? Ooh. <laughs> okay, this is exciting. What would I wear? Mm, my little pony. <laughs> that is, I don't even want to <laughs> get into that. But Well, they said cartoon character. Yes. What, what cartoon character would you choose then? Pam from Archer. Oh, we can go there? <laughs> yeah. We can, we can be naughty. Um, I, I want Archer in my underwear. <laughs> I don't know. Ew, no, gross. Um, I'm going to go with My Little Pony. It's okay. cute. <laughs> then cute color. I'll, I'll go with Pam from Archer. I'm just imagining like a little, a little tiny pony on the side and lots of lace. It'd be cute. 91, you have to change your name. What name do you choose? Buck Naked. No, baby. <laughs> I'm not calling you that. I don't know. I like my name. I, I would never change my name. I actually have to change my name. So I'm just going to add your last name to mine. And that's how I'm going to be. So my new name will be soon. Gabby Luna Knight. And that's because if you didn't catch our announcement last episode, we did get married and we're in the process of updating her name to reflect mine. Yeah. And I still really like Luna, so I'm not going to get rid of that. Yeah. I like it as well. (laughs) Yes. Gabby Luna Knight. Mm -hmm. 
Perfect. Oh. Number 92. You have just been locked up for a lengthy prison term. Who is the first person you write a letter to? You. This is <laughs> a dumb question. You. I obviously. hate this question. <laughs> <laughs> Why would we be in prison? Though? I hope that never happens. Okay, so that's kind of a throwaway. But no, let, let me do 93 then, since that was a throwaway. Who would you be most excited to get a postcard from? It can be dead or alive, right? Yeah, let's say dead or alive. I, I feel like a grandparent, like a grandpa or grandma. I feel like if it came from my grandpa, it would be from my grandma too. So I would just say, and those are my mom's side of the family. Yeah, I think I would probably choose my grandfather on my dad's side of the family, whom I never got to meet because he died in 1982 when I was six months old. So I guess I did, but not as a person. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I would like to hear what he has to say. 94. Only one TV show series or series can air for the next 10 years, and you get to choose it. What would you pick? Hmm. A TV show or series. See, there are so many good ones nowadays that it's, it, it, I don't think you can go wrong with a choice, but the choosing criteria would have to be something long with a lot of episodes. Mm-hmm. That's maybe, maybe Degrassi Junior High. No, just kidding. Oh, my God. Okay, if you're going to go there, then I'm going to say The Young and the Restless. <laughs> if you're going to do that shit, no, I'm just kidding. I think we should just say The Lord of the Rings because I think we don't get tired of that. Well, and... It is a series. It will be a series soon, so let's go ahead and say that. Yeah, like we'll that just all Lord of the Rings things. <laughs> yeah, anything Lord of the Rings. That will be our, our media for the rest of the future, yes. or at least the next 10 years. All right, 95. You must get a tattoo next week. What do you get and where? I hate this question because I don't really give it much thought. It's okay. something that you would have to give it a lot of thought because yeah. it's forever. I think at one point, maybe like in the in the twenty teens, <laughs> in the um, like two thousand fifteen or sixteen or something like that, I thought about getting like a little moon, like a crescent moon around my ribs. Um, How big? Like a little bit bigger than a quarter. Like a, a, <laughs> so like an inch or two tall? Yeah, inch or inch and a half. No, nothing big. But just here where it would be private only, you know, like, you know, if I wore like a bikini or something, it would be noticeable around my rib. But otherwise, it wouldn't really be noticeable. But I just, I guess I've never really been big on wanting to tattoo myself. I love it when people do it and it looks amazing. But I don't know. I guess I like piercings better. I think we've answered something like this before and I've, I said the same thing. I like piercings better. <laughs> yeah. And that makes sense. Piercings, mm-hmm. although permanent, they do heal and you can get rid of them. Yeah. And they're cute. You know, yeah. it's like a piece of jewelry. I would get a sick tribal tattoo around my bicep, I think. Please don't. <laughs> that is so messed up. <laughs> I feel like in your body, he likes to just uh, walk around buck naked. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, uh, I feel like your upper back, like in the very middle, and upper back would be really sexy. See, I think that if I did, it would be offset on my back, Just maybe on like one a side? shoulder or something. Yeah. So you could see it. You're maybe. like, I want to be able to see it myself. <laughs> and what it would be. That's so tough because I've a often, tiger? well, that would be cool. I've often asked myself this question because I'm not opposed to tattoos. I actually like tattoos, but I have zero on my body because I've never felt strongly enough about one single thing or icon to permanently brand myself with it. I feel the same way. Like I see so many people that have the most amazing tattoos, but I'm like, I would never even think of that. Yeah. Yeah. Where do they come up with those? Yeah. I have no idea. But I also see people with a Nike sign tattoo or the Iron Man logo. 
And folks, these are brands. These are corporations that are not, (laughs) they're not like anything other than money-making organizations. And you want to make that the symbol that you, that represents you. I don't see myself falling into that, but I don't know. I can't, can't even I cringe at the notion of a guitar or like a bass or something music oriented because it's so easy to make that stuff look terrible. Or like a note. Yeah, the music notes. I'm not into that. So I don't I don't know. I think maybe something obscure that's just a really inside notion with you or I or something that means something to to me only. But again, I just can't put my finger on something. So yeah, it's true. Um, I'm going to have to pass. But again, I just don't feel a strong attachment to anything. Not even the moon, which is my last name. Like, (laughs) I'm like, I don't know if I want to get that tattooed. But I also want to give a shout out to some stranger I saw or just kind of mention that I saw her. She had on her arm like a honeycomb and then bees looked like they were on top of that Mm. honeycomb. And it was one of the most. Yeah, it was really 3D. It was beautiful. And of course, you know, like the honeycomb kind of has meaning for us so yeah. i don't know i just thought that hmm. it was a gorgeous tattoo yeah maybe a, cool. <laughs> yeah maybe a b 96 if you could be interviewed by anyone about a great accomplishment who would you choose to interview you <laughs> what so the let me understand this question if someone is going to interview me and i get to choose them about one of my great accomplishments <laughs> yeah and we're not talking about what accomplishment so you don't get to pick your accomplishment you just get to pick who the gets person. to interview you that's not the best question but hey okay so. <laughs> let's go with it yeah okay so someone who i would think would be a good person to interview me would probably be john mulaney oh <laughs> why i don't know i think that he would make it funny okay. and if I'm going to be interviewed, I would at least want it to be funny. Right. Okay. I, I guess. I don't know. I feel like I'd rather be the interviewer. Yeah. <laughs> um. If I had someone. Let me think. Oh, you know what? I, I got to go with Phoebe Judge from Criminal because that woman is amazing and she interviews people very well. And, and the best part is that you don't have to be yourself a great storyteller. She will take over and tell a story for you. So, yeah. I Phoebe Judge from Can Criminal. You... Can you give us your best Phoebe Judge no, impersonation? I, I can't. Okay, so 97. <laughs> this is not your question. Mm. Would you rather meet an alien or a ghost? I'm going to go ahead and say ghost. And let's go ahead and ask why. Um, Because I feel like I can maybe understand that a ghost might not be able to do anything to me. <laughs> and I don't know what to expect with an alien. Yeah, so you're breaking down the argument to the fact that a ghost is probably illusory and mm-hmm. and not on the same temporal plane as us, whereas an alien is physical and can probably zap us. Again, Frank Zappa. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> zap us. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, where are you taking me, bitch? I don't want to go there. <laughs> alien or ghost. Yeah. So what about that's, you? I would say alien. Wait, you'd rather meet an alien? I would rather meet an alien. I think... No. <laughs> well... For the the same exact reasons that you would want to meet a ghost, I wouldn't want to meet a ghost. I think that that's probably harder to intellectualize a being being trapped between the living and the dead versus encountering a being that just lives somewhere else. I don't know if uh, the outcome would be any better, but I I think I'd rather meet the alien. I think that (laughs) the alien would probably want to establish communication or at least understand a little bit, but maybe it's bent on domination <laughs> i don't know <laughs> who knows it. um i think that if anyone 
you know, can communicate with an alien, it'd probably be you. So yeah, sure. Maybe you can communicate through music. I would hand him a guitar and say, come on, man, show me what you got. That's cool. I love it. <laughs> it's his version of sharing a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And there's it's actually, super, it's not intimidating at all, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's a song or an album by an artist called Joe Satriani. I really thought you were going to say Frank Zappa just now. <laughs> nope. Breaking the mold with Joe Satriani, who's uh-huh. a, virtuoso guitar player and it's called surfing with the alien so cool maybe i should listen to that it'll change my it could uh that that's what i'm envisioning in my head this whole i just feel Joe like the experience yeah i feel like ghosts also want to communicate or spirits or whatever yeah but do they want to communicate horror like are they enjoying their time on the other side you don't know who knows you don't know and we don't know <laughs> number 98 you must carry around a single possession on your person for the rest of your life. What would you pick? I mean, I'm a woman. I carry a purse. <laughs> I'm going to carry my purse then and put my shit in there. <laughs> for me, that's a tough one. I'm going to have to say a little red Swiss Army knife. Okay. Yeah, you do carry that around. And I find more uses for that little thing than most <laughs> things in my life so i'm gonna say a little red swiss army knife victorinox didn't you get our little um thermometer (laughs) i I think i did that was the only tool small enough to actually fit in there unscrewed uh thermometer screwed on the wall of our old house the last day we could have done it (laughs) (laughs) it was down to the wire yeah it was down to the wire we didn't have any tools so he used a swiss army knife and it comes in handy in a pinch more often than not yeah, get one. <laughs> get one. What is your favorite holiday? This is a question we've already answered here, but we'll go ahead and well, answer Well, I it feel again. like we're being bitchy to the poor people who... <laughs> How dare they not know How our dare You, you our know what? I feel history. like this is also oriented towards children too, so I think that's why they're so maybe like a little surreal. That's mm. the the feeling I get. To help and, you use your imagination. And kids do like different like holidays and like i don't know uh festivities maybe really different in their minds you know yeah. like something like that so but holiday which one is your favorite holiday i asked the question oh yeah that's right i think i always just go with easter just because i remember always getting a basket however i haven't had a basket in a while we should do a basket this you're going to hide a basket <laughs> what's going to be in know, my that's... basket what are you going to put in my basket baby <laughs> chocolate <laughs> You just want us to make a, a food basket? Yeah. Okay. Probably just chocolate. Maybe some Cadbury eggs. Okay, we've got to figure out what day is Easter. We're going to forget. <laughs> this seems like a very terrible plan. What's your favorite holiday, babe? <laughs> it is Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Because of the food. We actually cooked a Thanksgiving meal very recently. Yeah. In Jan- I, no, February. <laughs> yeah. I I definitely great. feel like... It tastes better when you wait all year to it make it. it. There's just something yeah. about it. But yeah. the practice and the remake of the February Thanksgiving meal was good too. I agree. <laughs> Number 100. You can choose any person, dead or alive, to read you a bedtime story tonight. Who would you choose? J.R.R. Tolkien. <laughs> wow. I feel like I got to go with him too. Yeah. For, for a second there, I thought you were talking about your cousin. I'm like, oh, ew. <laughs> I don't know if I feel comfortable with that. <laughs> no, no. J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah, I think so. 
He's the man. I feel like everyone we know is going to want to have a sleepover if that was the case. (laughs) I'll listen to that. Yeah. He would be good. Also, David Attenborough of the BBC series uh, Planet Earth and many other nature-oriented programs. Yeah, just because of his voice? Yeah, he's he's a really thoughtful guy, and I think that he'd do a good job. I feel like I have to give it again to... Phoebe Judge as the second. <laughs> if it wasn't J.R.R. Tolkien, if for some reason he's already all scheduled and booked up to read us, <laughs> then yeah, we'll take. We'll take Phoebe. Uh-huh. Come on over, Phoebe. You're welcome anytime. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. She's on her way. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Another 25 questions. Yes. And we have the first one through 25 pending because we have already answered those, but somehow we lost our audio. So that should be coming up in the next few months. We don't know when. It'll just come up. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully you don't mind it's out of order. So hopefully that gives you some questions to ask your own loved ones and get some answers from. Or if you want to ask completely different questions, that's always encouraged as well. But it's always a good idea to just sit down with the people you love and ask some questions. Yeah, I think it's really fun. It kind of, you know, lightens up the mood. It gets you going, starts conversation. You can do this with a group of people or on your own, just journaling or with, you know, just one other person. So it's kind of fun and it's for everyone. Fun for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) And um, thank you to the Fun and Loving Families blog for all their wonderful questions. And we appreciate you. Again, we'll link their blog down in our show notes and also our social media and any other cool things that we've talked about, like Genesee Ale. Maybe we'll put a picture of, of <laughs> Genesee <them>. Cream Ale. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. Thank you once again for listening. We really appreciate your time. And so if you do have any questions or if you want to posit any comments, we really encourage that and want to interact with you as our audience. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you on the next one. Yes, rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. Bye. Bye. Thank you.